The Bible Study Podcast, episode 173. Today, the Bible Study Podcast is going to do something different new. We're going to start a study on parenting that I'm calling Fruitful Parenting. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. I had some internal debate with myself as I thought about doing this study because clearly some of you are not about to start parenting. Some of you are finished with parenting, or at least your children are grown. Some of you are children yourself. I actually know that one of the youngest listeners that I'm aware of is eight years old for this show. So the reason that I decided to do it is, one, is that parenting is a specific role within a wide responsibility of the church to leave a legacy. And so a lot of the things that we look at within the specifics of parenting apply to all of us at whatever age. And two, and that's what we're going to focus on in this episode, I believe that there are some aspects and attributes of God that we can only understand within the context of the parenting relationship. We're going to look at more Bible verses in detail in the other episodes, but we're not going to look at quite as many this time. This is going to be a little more personal, a little more storytelling than usual. But notice, if you will, that when the disciples ask Jesus to teach them to pray, he starts this way. Our Father who art in heaven. Now, the Old Testament says that humans, you and I, are created in God's image. Male and female, he created them. And so we know that God is not a man with a physical body sitting up in heaven. We know that God is a spirit, and those who worship him worship him in spirit and truth, we're told elsewhere. But there is something about that relationship, that parenting relationship, and specifically in the Lord's Prayer, the fatherhood relationship, where Jesus is trying to inform us of something about the attributes of God, and he's using that language to inform us. Two stories for you about parenting and the Christian faith. The first one, we had a pastor and a friend of mine who told me when he was about to have their first child, or his wife was doing most of the work, when his wife was pregnant, that he was not going to do what he'd heard many other pastors do. He was not going to use his children in sermons. And I laughed at him. And the reason that I laughed at him, and I told him this, and he has told me that I was right now, that it's a number of years later, I said, you won't be able to keep that promise. And the reason you won't be able to keep that promise is you will learn so much about God through your relationship with your child, through the relationship with your daughter. Because we understand more about God when we understand what Jesus was saying when he used that terminology, our Father. Second story, and I think I've told this one before, but I apologize if I have. I'm 173 episodes into the Bible Study Podcast. I'm going to repeat myself occasionally because I just can't remember everything I've said. I had a friend in college, Doug, and Doug's father was a pastor. And Doug's father felt called to do inner-city ministry in the Bronx. And he went down to the Bronx, and he was teaching children, and he was trying to teach them about God, and he mentioned the Lord's Prayer. And he mentioned, he got to this portion about our Father who art in heaven. And he looked at the faces of the children in front of him, and they were blank. That phrase meant nothing to them. 
And it dawned on him, he at that time had left his family in the suburbs where they were safe and had been commuting into the Bronx so that he could do this ministry. But he realized that the children he was talking to didn't know what a father was. They were coming from broken homes, and the father, if he was present, was a source of abuse as likely as a source of comfort or safety. So he actually took his family and he moved them from the safety of the suburbs into the Bronx. And my friend Doug grew up for a time in some of the poorest neighborhoods in the U.S. so that he could model for them what a father was supposed to be. And that story is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this study, because I believe that the church is called to model relationships like that. It's called to model marriages, for instance, because Jesus uses the analogy of the the relationship between God and the church as a marriage. And it's meant to model relationships of parenting because he uses that analogy to talk about the relationship between God and us. And that one of our callings, part of our witness, is to have good parenting relationships. And why parenting, I mean aunting and uncling and friending and relationships that build one another up, especially that build up those who are young. And it's also supposed to have good marriage relationships, good good friend relationships, good boyfriend relationships, good girlfriend relationships, because those relationships are a model of our relationship with God. When I talk about them being a model of our relationship with God, the Bible says things like in the Psalms, and particularly I think of Psalm 51, verse 5, Surely I was sinful at birth, sin from the time my mother conceived me. Now, I'd like to put that in perspective from a parenting relationship as we look at a young child. There is probably not a parent out there that I know that was handed a small baby and their reaction was, what a sinful child. That is not the reaction that we have when we are greeted with this child, especially a child that is ours, a child that is one who we've just been given newly responsibility for. And if you don't know how frightening it is to be a new parent, to be given the responsibility for someone, I remember distinctly when we brought my son home. My son is our oldest of our two. I have a daughter and a son, a year and a half apart, 17 months apart, both of whom are just finishing up college at this point. And when we brought my son home, I remember bringing him and setting him in his car seat still and setting him in the family room floor and think, oh my Lord, they let us bring him home. How can they do that? How irresponsible to trust this child with us. So I certainly didn't look at him and think, you know, what a sinful child. And yet the Bible uses that description to say that in sin I was conceived basically I was I was born into sin but what does that mean there is something wonderful about children there is something adorable about children but there is also something unfiltered selfish about a small baby my son is one of the most easygoing people you will ever meet and was, as a child, one of the most easygoing children you will ever meet. But when he was hungry, he cried. And it did not matter to him that it was 3 o'clock in the morning. It did not matter to him that we were asleep and that we would like to sleep some more. It mattered to him that he was hungry. 
We are born by nature selfish. We are born by nature self-centered. Our thoughts are on our needs and our desires. And any progress away from that is largely what the role of a parent, a mentor, an uncle, an aunt, a friend is for. And so I'm going to use the word parenting, but I'm going to mean all of those mentoring relationships being the relationships that teach us that perhaps someone else's needs are also important. Because we are born in sin. We are born unfiltered selfish. And later on, we change, but sometimes we just filter it. Sometimes we're just just as selfish and just as self-centered. We just don't express it in quite as an unfiltered fashion. So that's the first thing I think of when I think of this role of parent. The other thing I can tell you is I am very proud of my children. I've been known to call them as they were growing up perfect children. That didn't mean that they were flawless by any means, but that was my opinion of them, that they I couldn't imagine that they were better. Now, on the other hand, there are a lot of things I could imagine they did differently. From the moment that we brought our children home, we fell in love with them. Totally, completely. And we were willing to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and change a diaper full of poop for these small human beings that could do nothing for themselves. We were willing to disrupt our schedules. We were willing to sock away amazing amounts of money to pay for college (laughs) because they were important to us. And it is amazing to me how quickly that becomes the case. Part of the reason why I say that we learn something about God through the relationship of parenting is that we learn through that relationship sacrificial love. I am not a big fan of poopy diapers. I have, at least I had at the time that I became a parent, a very low gag threshold. And to be honest, for those of you who are not parents, there are stories that we are not allowed to tell you because you are not allowed to mention them to people who are not parents. There are times that you needed to develop a higher gag threshold to be a parent. And I think of a woman in our church who told us one time in a couples group, the parenting experience was summarized for her, the high and the low at the same moment. She discovered that her youngest, her baby, her special one, had gotten her first tooth while she was cleaning the cat litter out of her mouth. And what we learn about God in the relationship of parenting and that role that we play is we learn how God can love us even when we are imperfect, even when we are completely self-centered and selfish. We certainly have encouraged and continue to encourage our children to improve in certain areas, to improve in whatever areas that they need work. But there has not been a day that we didn't love them. And I think that's the number one reason why Jesus uses that phrase, our Father, is that that is the relationship that God wants to have with us, a relationship where he loves us, where he sacrificed for us, where he loves us as we are absolutely day one, and yet desires and loves us so much that he doesn't want to leave us as we are.
So I hope you'll come along with me on this study of parenting, even those of you who are not planning on being parents or feel that you're already finished with that responsibility. Because I think there's some things that we can learn through this study. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send them to host at the Bible Study Podcast or leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. If you're tired of parenting advice and news headlines that are more confusing than assembling IKEA furniture, we've got just the podcast for you. My dear friend Abby and I are here to help you navigate the parenting roller coaster. Should your kids be on social media? What should you tell a friend facing an unplanned pregnancy? These are just some of the many questions we tackle on our podcast. Subscribe to The Real Deal of Parenting wherever you find your podcast.